When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. We're also on Dash Radio, although this episode won't be because we're on during the week there, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on the Nothing But Net channel. Also check out Five Reasons YouTube. Royal Shepherd hosting the Post Up Post Game Show. As we speak, I'm sure they will have traded the entire team, including the CEO of Five Reasons Sports by the time that I actually tune in there. And check out FiveReasonSports.com, where Brady Hawk has posted his latest takeaways. Uh, this is not the most optimistic. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I can't really move that well right now because I had a great workout over at F45 in Cooper City. This is the first time I've done it with the group. They, they had me by myself last week, but they just threw me in. I'm not particularly coordinated when it comes to these things. And all I can tell you is you'll feel differently afterwards. Um, you definitely should try this. This is F45. You probably heard of it. This is the one in Cooper City uh, that I'm going to. They are our sponsor. It's a 45-minute fun and innovative high-intensity interval training program. Basically, you follow the guy on the screen. You try to do what he does. Um, you go at your own pace to a certain degree, and they support you doing it. It's personal training in a group environment. It's not a regular gym. It's a community that will keep you engaged and motivated. That's one of the things that stuck out to me. They are COVID safe, but everybody there kind of knew each other and was helping each other. The workouts burn up to 500 calories per session and help you drop the quarantine 15. They do month-to-month -month no contract memberships. That's right. You're not going to end up with this ridiculous membership that you can't get rid of. You ever tried to go to UFIT? These are as low as $8 a session with discounts for teachers, nurses, military, and first responders. You can try them out free for seven days. Again, this is F45 in Cooper City. Follow their IG. It's F45 underscore training underscore Cooper City underscore FL or follow them on Twitter at F45 Cooper City FL. If you want more information, DM Five Reason Sports. And now tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reason Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. I feel like I got a better workout tonight than the Heat did. The Heat lose 137. That's right. 137 to 108. Alex Toledo is sitting in the arena right now. Um, he defended better than the Heat did tonight. Indiana made half, more than half of their threes. The Heat made basically a quarter of their threes. They couldn't get anything going from outside early. Meanwhile, TJ McConnell was the best guard on the court, and Malcolm Brogdon was second. I'll go to you first on this, Alex, from, from the arena. How did this look? I mean, this was just a terrible game to have to watch in person. Like, you know, they were obviously down for pretty much the whole game and just watching them give up three after three after three, especially in that second half there where you're just kind of hoping that they put together some type of stretch run where they're defending, getting stops and creating good looks. And look, they obviously missed a whole lot of wide open ones, but I don't want to just 
kind of uh, use that use that as an excuse for the way that they played tonight. Because absolutely, they missed a bunch of wide open threes. If they would have made more of their open threes, they would have been closer. But that's kind of the story of the season, right? Is just the shooting has not been the same threat that it was last year. Not even close, frankly. And it, it just keeps happening. And tonight, like I don't even know what was going on with that defensive coverage, where like they're they're trapping, they're blitzing, and for and every single time it would just end up with Sabonis switched on, you know, with with a a smaller guy switched on to him. They send help. And boom, the pass to the open three-point shooter. It was just over and over again having to watch that. It was I thought it was pretty brutal. I'm expecting a much better effort the second game. And I don't know. There was a lot of weird – there was a weird rotation tonight. Some guys would play once and then never play again, like Silva, like Trevor Ariza. I don't know. Tonight was just all over the place. Greg, um, they're a bad shooting team right now, right? I mean, there's. I mean, we can – it was one thing earlier in the season to say bad shooting night, the, shoot, the shots will fall. But, I mean, they haven't shot better than 32% from three in their last seven. They're a bad shooting no. team right now. No, you, you hit it on the head. I mean, like, this is that – when we talked about the identity, it was going to be built on defense and it was going to be built on living and dying by the three. And they're literally dying. They are bleeding out by the three. 26% tonight, nine for 34. Um, you know, for Indy to shoot 56% from three, hit 20 of them – like uh, they're getting consistently two things. They're getting outshot from deep and they're being out rebounded. And those are just two things that are just fatal flaws that uh, transcend what sets they run. And it transcends what lineups they run and what trades they make to, to some degree. And it's just, it, it, it's plagued them and it's not going away. And I don't see it going away anytime soon. And some of the ex and like, this is one thing I, I text somebody uh, about this uh, late in this game tonight. I said, you know what? There's a part of me that actually is happy that this happened tonight, that they lost 137, 110 on their home floor, because you know what? A week away from the deadline, I think that the front office needs a clear indicator that this team is not going, you can't, you can't go forward with none, Duncan Robinson and Tyler hero, three guys who struggle on defense and have their issues from um, from a from a bunch of different perspectives. If they're not going to hit threes the way that they are supposed to be hitting them, and you can't pay them long term. Gorn has looked weird. I just think that there's a lot of things that uh, are open ended about this roster that make now between now and March 25th particularly interesting. Yeah, I think a couple of things have happened here. I think that the weaknesses got covered up by two elements the weaknesses of some of the other guards got covered up by the fact that Goran Dragic played probably at the highest level he's ever played at with the Miami heat during the bubble. And so that made up for a lot of the other weaknesses that the guards had. And then the second thing is Jimmy played at an ungodly level for about a three week period here. And again, uh, after doing it in the finals. And I think those two things have covered up the fact that their guard play is just simply at this stage, just not good enough. And I know people are calling me out on none. Look, there's their aggression. I think was expected that he would come back from where he was playing for about a six week period. I didn't think it would be this bad. Like it looks now he, I mean, he had one stretch in the third that, you know, was better. And I give him credit for the resilience, but he's starting to look like the player that struggled so much in the bubble again. And again, Goran was able to cover that up, but I, I don't, I mean, he, Goran made some shots, made some threes late, but again, he had one little curl that led to a layup, but he's not getting by anybody right now. Right. And Alex, I can see it is just, it's, you see it in person. He's not getting by anybody. And 
that's the unfortunate thing because it puts you in this really strange sentimental spot because everybody wants Goran to succeed. Everybody wants Goran to have a chance at a championship here. He deserves it. And then there's the Jimmy thing with Goran, which is like over my dead body. But at the same time, like he can't get by anybody. So Alex, what, what do you, I mean, look, none Robinson hero, there are financial decisions to make on two of them. There's a, there's a, whether he, and then there's a decision on hero on whether he can ever be your third best player. And I think there are some serious questions there now, but the Dragic thing to me is more central at the moment because he's 34. They're paying, you know, $18 million. And unless he gets hot from deep, he's not giving you very much right now. Yeah, I mean, and there's just like the guard problem. It's I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens over the next week with the trade deadline, because it just feels to me like the guard problem pe- keeps becoming bigger and bigger the more that these games pass by. And like they have, I don't know, six guards that are playable right now. And there's too many of them. Right. So that's already just for one thing. Like, I think there's some consolidation needed from a roster standpoint, but from an actual like on the court standpoint, the formula is all messed up now. Like. Their formula last year to get them to, to get to where they ended up was like you said, Goran was playing some of the best basketball of his career. They were one of the top three shooting teams in the league last year. And both of those things are just not true anymore. Like I still think Goran is a good player, but like I said on another show, like I just don't think he can give that to you every night. I don't think he played terrible tonight. He ramped it up in, a little bit in the second half. But you're right. Like he's not getting by guys. He's still gonna give you scoring and playmaking off the bench. I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to starting him in the playoffs, but I don't know that he's going to give you that same level of play. And and if, like, your offense just falls off a cliff if Goran isn't giving you what, what you expect out of him. And then especially when, you know, Kendrick Nunn is as up and down as he is. Tyler Hero is as up and down as he is, who had a good game tonight, I think. And just in general, the, the shooting of the team, like Duncan isn't quite as, as uh, much of a flamethrower as he was last year. I just think, like, there needs to be something done there because – I don't think what they have in that guard rotation is enough. They have too much and also not enough at the same time. Greg, I do think the clarity you're talking about is important, though, because, look, th- this team has known that they have weaknesses. They've tried to address one of them with Ariza, who, I mean, really didn't show much tonight, but I don't know what he could have shown. He airballed the three. Uh, Alex, you texted during that we were surprised they didn't go back to him. I think he probably would have played a second stint if the game had been close or they'd been ahead. I think yeah. when they fell so far behind that he's not the kind of player you're going to stick in there here in this situation. Yeah. To try, yeah, I, it, that wasn't going to happen tonight. I, I think, you know, again, it really hasn't had time to practice or do any of that. So I, I thought he'd play more, honestly, because usually when Spolster says a guy's not going to play much, he ends up playing him 25 minutes. But I think when they fell so far behind that it was sort of out. But, you, you know, you talk about the defense. They just don't uh, – they let everybody get comfortable. You know, It was not from, there tonight uh, like it has been. Right. And, and, and that's the thing, like they need, and I know the defense has been tremendous since Jimmy came back, but they need Jimmy to be playing at an insane level defensively yep. to be able and to offensively compete. and offensively. And tonight he was good. Like his numbers are fine. He was good. He, he got blocked, you know, miles. He challenged miles Turner a couple of times. It didn't work out particularly well, but he did attack. Okay. And he kind of sensed that they weren't hitting from three, but also Greg, we had kind of an, you know, we've been praising Olenek lately, but we had the bad Kelly game. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he did some other things well tonight. I thought he was one of the few guys who did compete defensively at times. But he, when you have the bad Kelly game, it takes you out of everything because his looks are more open than anybody else's. No, I know. Everything is so predicated on what Ke- when Kelly is, is firing on all cylinders, the offense is different. But, like, so, like, think about this, really. Kelly, 
unrestricted free agent. Kendrick Nunn, restricted free agent. Dun- Duncan Robinson, restricted free agent. Goran Dragic, team option, would likely will be a free agent. Um, you're essentially talking about, and then, you know, like, let's not even get into the Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless. Like, essentially, you have this entire team full of players that you have more than just like what's happening on the court right now. You have like some some big time long term decisions to be made. And I just feel like you're at a really weird spot where you you obviously need to press forward and try to win. But I think that there are. Uh, it would be remiss if we didn't mention that like you have to think about are you going to really pay all these guys long term and what does that look like in the next week all right well we're just going to talk about sunday next uh but before we do i want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network one of our newest sponsors another local sponsor they're our friends at miami grill they fed everybody on the dolphin stream the other day by the way we will be doing something i don't have all the details yet but we will be doing something next thursday So keep an eye on that. You can't always guarantee a win like tonight, but you know Miami Grill is always a winning choice. If you love Miami, you love Miami Grill. They got locations all over South Florida. Check out MyMiamiGrill.com to find yours. They got fresh, delicious choices. Try a platter of wings just like you like them. They do crispy, grilled, naked, or boneless, and they got three new sauces to choose from. They got the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. If you're craving it, Miami Grill is making it. They do dine-in, drive-through, and delivery, and you can download the free app to order online. So go to MyMiamiGrill.com, MyMiamiGrill.com. I think I'm going to check them out tomorrow, which I feel better because I did the F45 workout in Cooper City. Um, And by the way, I didn't mention this earlier, but if you want to reach F45, it's 954-745-4517. That's 954-745-4517. 4517. All right. The Heat turn around and play the Pacers again Sunday, one o'clock. I will be at that one. Um, I mean, other than controlling TJ McConnell, which they didn't do particularly well, like, do you take anything from tonight to pull in? I mean, they're playing the Pacers again after that, about a week later. So, like, what do you take that you take in that you bring into Sunday? That that can't happen again. That that's just ultimately like if that, if you get whooped like that again and Indiana who has been anemic on offense does what they did tonight again that is going to be like all alarms on Alex what do you think of the Pacers I mean they they're they're under 500 I mean they, they traded all the depot they haven't had Lavert until recently he looks like he's still kind of working his way in uh, but they haven't had TJ Warren pretty much the entire season they had a coaching change it looks like Nate McMillan's a better coach than maybe they thought since he's turned Atlanta around pretty damn quickly with seven straight wins. Where do you see the pay? Are they, I mean, right now they were 10th coming into tonight. You think they'll get out of the plan? Uh, no, I think they're going to turn it around. I think like now that they got Levert back into the lineup, they just have a, you know, they have a little bit of a roster that, that kind of looks a little bit more competitive when you're just looking on paper and, you know, just kind of watching them up close tonight. I think they have a pretty decent rotation of, uh, of solid guys. Like I think Savonis is an absolute beast. I just think that guy is so good. I think he's the second best uh, big man passer there is in the league. Sorry, Bam. And I, I love watching him go to work in the post, especially, you know, when he gets somebody matched up on him that's smaller. I think he, he's just, you know, like you have to send help at, at him every time. Outside of him, like I think Turner has just been really good on defense. Uh, Levert is going to help them a lot with the scoring part. Like Leif said, their offense hasn't been there. I think Brogdon, you know, Brogdon is a really good player and he went off tonight, 10 of 12 and seven, nine from three. And not to mention TJ McConnell, like the most slept on player, apparently like 
just eight of nine tonight, absolutely destroyed the Heat. And I feel like he's had these games before where he's just always a pest, whether it's against the Heat or not. But I think the Pacers are a pretty solid team, but you absolutely cannot let that happen again. I expect Sunday to be just a way more competitive game. I feel like some Heat fans, Greg, want it to happen again. I, I do. I, I There's a contingent on Twitter. Is it that bad that that ran through my head while you were while Leif was saying that? Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, the, the reality is like there are Heat fans on Twitter that they want to I force mean, a move. And I can understand yeah. why, you know what? And I'm usually not that guy, but I can understand why. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and, and look, a lot of those fans were quiet when the Heat were winning, what, 11 out of 12. OK, so I, I do think that a, a little bit of nuance is in order here. This team is not as bad as they look tonight. And sometimes you just get your ass kicked. But the consistent thing this year is this team cannot shoot. They cannot shoot like, like they shot last year. And whether it's the looks are different or it's tired legs or they're not in the bubble and they don't have the bubble background, but the declines from guys like Olenek, Robinson, Hero, none has been about the same as last year from three, but those three guys in particular and Dragic at times, you can't, they don't have enough athleticism, dynamic athleticism on this roster to overcome that. They just don't. I mean, they've got Bam, right? And they've got Jimmy's, you know, dogged, you know, determination. And that's pretty much what they've got. Like, other than that, they need to be able to spray the ball out to shooters. I mean, even last year, I mean, I know we don't want to talk about it much, but Myers Leonard gave them some three-point shooting in the starting lineup. Uh, he didn't take a lot of them, but he made a lot of them. I mean, he made them at a pretty high rate. They just don't have any shooting this year. And I don't know that Iguodala, Ariza, these combinations of guys is going to be the guys to get it done. And Avery Bradley's not an elite three-point shooter either. So he's not going to save them. So anyway, check out our sponsors F45 in Cooper city. If you live in the central to West Broward area, make sure you check it out. And our friends over at Miami grill, hopefully a better result on Sunday. We'll do a podcast after that one. And again, we'll be, have a lot of stuff coming up prior to the trade deadline. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. 